What's up everybody, this is Andrew Gordon, licensed professional counselor here in the state of Georgia, and this is The Dan Show. Drew, what's going on, bro? All is well, man, happy to be here. It's so good to see you. Um, in fact, last time I seen you might have been like a few years ago, maybe like 2018-ish, uh, yeah. was it, or maybe his, his baby shower? Uh, that long ago. It's been a minute. Which uh, baby shower? Jackson. Jackson turns three this year. Couldn't have been that long ago. Uh, no, nah, I think it was with your, your homeboy on that pass. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Okay. Yeah. I think that was it. yeah. It's been a minute. Yes, sir. Jesus. Well, uh, for the people that don't know, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself real quick. All right. So, uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, I am Andrew Gordon, uh, LPC, a licensed professional counselor here in the state of Georgia. I'm also a school counselor, a mentor, husband, father, brother, you know, son. So um, that's me. And how long have you been a counselor? I've been a counselor going on about 10 years now, 10, 11 years. Wow, wow. Yep. What age? You, what age? I work with all ages. Um, the youngest I'll probably take is like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. um, but anybody older than that, um, men, women, children, and family. Yeah. And what made you, uh, is this something that, is this a profession you always were, were interested in or wanted to do, or did life guide you towards that profession? Life definitely guided me towards this profession. Um, when I got to Fort Valley, uh, my mom signed me up for education. Okay. And, I, and it's ironic because I'm in a, a school a school counselor now, so I ended up in education. But, right. Um, I didn't think that would be for me, um, so I started to study biology, mm -hmm. thinking that I wanted to go into nursing, um, but then, you know, I wanted to pledge, and I wanted to have fun, and I was like, man, they doing too much work over there, so um, talked to, I don't know if you remember Vondelin, but I talked to oh, Vondelin, yeah, and she was like, she's doing psychology, um, and so I, I she was hilarious yeah, funny, I don't know yeah <laughs> she a, really was one of the few girls that yeah. actually just hilarious <laughs> right. all the time right so um, talking to her no man, shade to girls but y'all yeah. don't be funny in general okay no, go ahead yeah but, uh, talking to her man uh, she was uh, she was studying psychology um, and my dad had recently you know passed um, mm. suicide and so um, talking with her you know I said okay man I, I can probably do that um, I like working with people and understanding, the, you know, the mind, and also I'd probably be able to figure out, you know, in my mind, you know, what was going on with my dad before, he, you know, he killed himself. Right. So, like that, that kind so of that was steered it, steered you towards that profession. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, you said you are a licensed therapist. Yes. Well, LPC is a licensed professional counselor, but mm -hmm. our role is a therapist. Okay. Yeah. Is, is there a difference between counseling and therapy or being a counselor and being a therapist? No, I, I think that the therapy is you're kind of going deeper. You know, okay. you're going a little bit further back. But counseling can be just like learning skills, okay. um, you know, things that I need to work on so I can kind of coach you and counsel okay. you, you know, so... So you've been doing this for you say close to ten years now. Ten years, yes, sir. Um, what What is your current job? What is your current practice with it? Okay, well, um, I'm a school counselor in the middle school, um, but I started my business, uh, the Yellow Bridge Therapy Center LLC, mm -hmm. um, and that's why I work with my children and families. Um, so that is my my business. Um, I started. I work for a, a company called um, K Support Services. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I started. That's where I got my hours. 
um, my supervision hours. And so that's that led me to the place I am today, which is a LPC. Cool. And you also have a master's? Yep. And a master's in school counseling. School counseling. Yeah. Cool, cool. So you say you work with kids under your in, under your company. Are these typically like uh, like underprivileged, lower class families? Is it a wide range? Um, what, what is it like a special specific group you uh, work with? Um, so with, with with my practice, it definitely is a wide range. Um, it depends on you know whether I take their insurance. You might you know meet a, a different population um, mm -hmm. versus someone that's paying private and they're paying out of pocket um, I work with pretty much anyone I don't I don't go too deep like with your um, schizophrenia or different type of personality disorders yeah um, I kind of stay away from those I feel like my strengths are working with um, families uh, working with single moms and their sons um, being a product of one um, I kind of understand that a lot better than a lot of other, you know, modalities that I would use. So, do you find yourself like uh, stepping into like a mentor role sometime, or do you have to uh, kind of separate? It is becoming a mentor going too far past the profession, or does that come with the territory of what you do? Yeah. Um. So to be a mentor, that means like you're you're taking on a totally different role than their therapist. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of the mothers would like for that to be. You know, he needs a man in his life. Right. And, that's you know, that's why I like, ask. Yeah. Um, but you, as a therapist, man, you gotta you know protect that those lines. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Because you can't you can't call me and be like, hey, he acting up, <laughs> he doing this. I'm like, well, what did you do? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? What's his consequence? Yeah. Like, yeah. what happened before? You know, I'm not, I'm not his dad, I'm not his brother, you know, I'm not Uncle Uncle Drew, you know, so you, you know, we have to work on those skills, whatever skills that we worked on in, in, in session, you know, that's what we got to work on, so you know, you can't call me as if I'm, you know, a big brother mentor, you know, so. But you've done mentorship before, right? Absolutely, man, with the Dukes Foundation. Yeah, Dukes um, Foundation. You know, he's based out of South Atlanta High School, and okay. his program's been going on for maybe 15, 20 years now. Um, working with him at uh, Sequoia Middle School is where I kind of took on his uh, mentorship and mentoring program. So, yeah. That's really cool. Um, like I was telling uh, TJ and some other uh, guests before, and another common theme you'll probably notice is that you'll see a lot of folks from Fort yeah, Valley here, a lot of folks from Grady. <laughs> yeah, Basically, yeah. I'm kind of like cherry picking all of the people who have done something with their lives productively <laughs> and like, hey, come talk to me. Like, so <laughs> I guess that yeah. wasn't on purpose, but yeah, like yeah, I yeah. have a lineup of other Fort Valley folks Listen. coming on too and other Grady folks. So while that wasn't necessarily the goal, this is an Atlanta-based podcast, I guess, for now. Um, if I'm lucky, it'll be bigger than that. But uh, I have been, like, rounding up all my peers. And I hadn't seen you in a few years, and I actually didn't have any idea that that's what your profession was. Right. I guess I just didn't know what you did. Yeah. Also, it was so random how we um, reconnected in, like, 2013. When did you get married? I got 20, uh, 2014. 2014. Got yep. So we reconnected at some point in that year or around that time. It was at a Halloween party. Yeah, at, at right. Apartment. It was a Halloween party or Christmas party. It was Ugly Sweater uh, Party. It was one of the other. It was an Ugly Sweater Party. That's when the that. first time yeah. I seen you. Yeah. Um, 
again. Yeah. And, you know, I kept hearing the name Drew, like, oh, yeah, Shaida's dating guy named Drew. Drew, yeah. Drew, Drew. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, Drew is like a common name. Very, but yeah. then when I see who the Drew is, and I'm like, wow. Hey, this guy. Small world. What? <laughs> so, yeah, small, small world. world. Bumped back into you yeah. in 2014. Um, but like I said, <laughs> since I've kind of put myself back, uh, like, in the social media eye and and have and looking at Instagram and stuff again, I'm starting to see different things and different lanes that people have tapped into. Now, of course, you were already doing that yeah. then, um, but I didn't have no idea that you were into, uh, you know, yeah. uh, mentorship and counseling yeah, and uh, very positive things. Uh, uh, I think we need a lot more people like you uh, in the community. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there isn't a lot. But, uh, you know, if you meet 10 dudes our age, maybe two of them, two or three out of the 10 are like on what you're doing. And mental health is like a undeniable crisis right now. Mm -hmm. And it's an overlooked crisis. It's it's a crisis that doesn't factor into a lot of other problems that are happening in the country right now. Uh, people like to overlook it or people like to just write it off as if it's not like not a real thing, a real yeah. th- like a real mm-hmm. pressing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about mental health. Um, how how bad is the country teetering right now amongst mm-hmm. just the common man psyche? God, um, man, I'm, I'm not the miracle worker or I, I don't have the miracle answer for mm-hmm. that, man. Um, I just know that the world, you know, has experienced some, you know, traumatic events, man. And, you know, we, we gotta we gotta respect that, you know. So when someone, you know, was reaching out and saying like, Hey, you know, I'm not feeling myself or, you know, I've I've experienced some things like, you know, we have to be, you know, as, you know, friends, family, whatever, you know, we have to be ready and available to just, you know, greet them to meet them you know right if we don't have the answers let's try to help find somebody that is because i mean i don't have percentages but you know it's it's heavy you know depression anxiety those things are heavy man and Mm -hmm. you know we all experience them you know but we don't all you know know how to seek the help or get the help you know so that we can be better right and you know it also has to be viewed through a lens of like, like you say, if someone reaching out and be like, hey, bro, like I'm kind of going through it right now. Mm-hmm. The easy thing to do is be like, oh, I'm just going to avoid, bro. I'm going to let I'm going to let bro get through it. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, or yeah. you might start a side text yeah. and be like, hey, bro, crazy. You know what I mean? And right. it, you, I guess, normalize. <laughs> people need to normalize some crazy behavior sometimes because yeah, yeah. we've all been there. I certainly yeah. have been. Um, and still am. But you learn um, how to deal with it but on you your learn, own. Yeah, and everybody right. isn't able to do that. And I mean, the the same friend that is going to let you know, bro, I got some problems, mm-hmm. they also have to be able to respect you and your time and realize mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm not the person that can necessarily help you with that problem. Right. Because I'm not trained to do so, you mm-hmm. know. So always encourage them, like, man, go get some help, man. I, I know Drew, you know, and, and if you don't want to talk to him, man, maybe he can help you find somebody that you'll, you know, you'll be willing to talk to. So in regards um, <clears throat> with mental health uh, across a broad scale, do you think that there is a, a saving point for, I guess let me rephrase this, 
someone who's 30 with some mental health issues, um, is therapy for them teaching them how to live and cope with it? Is it different from like a 12 year old with mental health issues? Is there like a, not cure, is there like a way to save them from getting to the 30 year old point? Mm -hmm. Like, can you save a teenager or a middle schooler who have some mental health problems? Can you, can you steer them away from it? More so than the 30 year old who might just be set in their way. Yeah, right. Like that, that's just going to be a thing. Got it, got it, got it. Is it me, I know that sounded weird, but is there a difference between treating the two different mental health? Um, um, age, definitely, cases? man. But therapy doesn't work if, you know, people don't want it to work. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you can sign up, your mom can sign you up. Um, but it's not going to work if you don't want it to work. If you're not willing to put the work in, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. So whether you're 30 or you're 12, you know, if you're not willing to put in the work, it's not going to work. So it's a matter of acknowledging it yeah. first yeah. and not having a shield up. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine it'd be any easier either way then. Yeah. Because a 30 year old is going to be set in their adult ways. A 12 year old is going to be like, I don't even know what's yeah. happening right now. Like, why are yeah. we in this room? At times, though. But, you know, 30, you're, you're a lot more mature. So you're like, you know what? I've been dealing with this for so long. It's and it's, I'm tired of mm -hmm. feeling like this. So, man, listen, I'm, I'm going to find somebody or talk to somebody. I get calls all the time through, like, Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Men. Hey, man, I just need to talk to somebody. You know, I need, I, I got this going on. Guy hit me the other day. I was like, man, I, I got an epiphany. And I was like, whoa, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more, but... I need to find out if I'm the person for you, you know, and if I'm not, then I can refer you to someone that is. And that's what I ended up doing. So yeah, that's exactly how it was with me when I found a therapist. I was just just kind of had reached a, a, a boiling point where I was like, OK, I, I need to find somebody. I need to find a therapist. And I reached out to like four or five people until I found somebody, found a lady. Uh, shout out to Miss Bonnet. Uh, I mean. Yeah. She 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 kind of taught she she taught me a lot of coping me mechanisms some um some different exercises uh kind of relieve anxiety mm -hmm. so um yeah I think I think at thirty year I think at thirty you do have a, a definite uh, a more mature outlook on your your mental health as opposed to when you're twelve you're just like what the you know, what the fuck am I in this yeah, room and this weirdo with yeah. yeah I think yeah. I definitely think it might make and a then, difference you know, it's it's there's different levels to mm -hmm. that mental health. So schizophrenia at twelve, not you're not you're not diagnosed with schizophrenia at twelve, but you know, mm -hmm. you have symptoms like that, yeah. um, from depression, anxiety, you know, everybody has a past, everybody has something they're going through. So mm -hmm. again, like you have to be ready, you know. I feel like I caught some of the residuals at a therapy that you was having, because low key <laughs> Joby sending me some paragraphs of some stuff to like let me know like I'll call him and just go on like an mm. 18 minute rant, mm. be like blue in the face, <laughs> yelling into the phone, like just because I don't have very many people to. Well, fortunately, I have a few mm. very good friends who will listen to me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Joe's telling me like some breathing exercises and like things. I don't know. What, what, what was it? Uh, so my therapist taught me the, the breathing exercises uh, when I started to get just angry. I had real bad anger mm -hmm. issues. 
So I, I do my breathing exercises. First of all, I do breathing exercises once every hour. Um, I just do four, uh, uh, four count inhale, seven count exhale. Um, and I do that 10 times. If I get angry, I do my breathing exercises. I focus on the point in the middle of my forehead and I try to focus on what exactly it is that's made me this angry. Like what, what it is that put me over the edge that made me this angry. And I just go back to, back to the, back to the root of what it actually it is. So it's just some, it's just some different, different little stuff like that, that she taught me to keep in a journal, writing, right, actually writing down what makes me mad. Like those little things. I mean, they make a difference. Yeah. Um, you're, it just makes you conscious of the way that you act. I think that's the biggest part. It makes yeah. you, it makes you it aware. That you, yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of crazy. Like, you kind of acting a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you might want to calm down. You might want to not do that again. Well, so. it's it's easy to not see yourself through somebody else's. It's it's easy to not look at yourself from the third 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 person perspective because you're you. So it's like, hey, I'm. I'm right too. This is yeah. This is this is my world right now, and right. you know I'm, I'm I'm letting folks know what's what's happening. And then from the folks, like you say, be like, hey, bro, like you kind of was acting crazy on Saturday. I don't know if you know it or not. It's like, no, bro, y'all just don't get it. And it's just like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but you was true. Yeah, you yeah. Like you're your own world. So, so yeah, like you say, being being conscious of how you act, yeah. that's a huge thing I've had to work on last year because it's so easy, and I stru- you know. As well, it, it'll be, I'll, I'll ask you another question after this, but like, I struggle with certain aspects of mental health. I'm not just going to put that blanket over me because I do think it's a, ca- I do think it's a casually thrown around term for people. Um, but I've had to acknowledge that like, Hey man, just because you feel like you was wrong or you feel like someone's being an idiot, even if you are 100% right. It's the way that mm-hmm. you act, and it's the way you act it out. It's the way you present it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could act like an adult and talk it out very calmly and yeah. casually, but sternly, or you could act like Dan and <laughs> and just reach every level: level one, two, mad; level three, mad; level four, mad. Like just, mm-hmm. just, just take every mm-hmm. step of madness until you are like furious um and that's actually the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. that's basically like child you're basically throwing an adult temper tantrum when you do that because um you're expressing how you feel and that's not fake Mm -hmm. you know like you're not pretending those feelings aren't pretend at that time but your actions aren't appropriate right. and your actions aren't being mature. Right. And uh, I think a lot of that all kind of falls all under one right. threshold yeah. of mental health, adult behavior compared to kid behavior, yeah. how you react to things, do you fly off the hand? Yeah, like, and, and at the end of the day, you might get the same result either way. Like, you could have been calm about the situation yeah. and still got told no or yes, uh-huh. or you could have. I mean, it's just it just ways to kind of look at the at the way that you behave in retrospect. It's real. It's really easy to look at shit in hindsight, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, definitely. In the moment, you kind of need those tools. Sometimes right. the mind over matter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like you, it's all in your head again. Like you, you're allowing your perspective mm-hmm. is allowing that to be bigger than what it is. And like you said, you keep hitting all those points to where you're here, but if you think. And you go back to the very beginning, like how big was it? Exactly. You know, like, it typically, man, it's a, 
eight times out of ten, the shit that you be real mad about, it started off as a pebble. You turn it into small. a mountain. Your mind, which is a truly uh, amazing and like intriguing yes. thing, the brain, like yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I don't want to get too weird, but yeah. like. We have a weird computer, <laughs> mind, nervous electrical system that is like far superior than the flab and organs that, you know what I mean? Your mind truly can make something small into your entire day, week, or life is ruined. Yes, sir. And it's like, yeah, you can't. You can't allow yourself to do that because that's the easiest thing to do is let your mind take control or, mm-hmm. you know, let your mind be the one in control. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to find a nice balance between you and your mental uh, health and your, like, actions as a result of it. Right. And so what, what do you do when you can't? You seek therapy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Good God. You, th- you seek help, you know. Um, I've never, the past few years... I really never really thought about it because, like I said, amongst particularly in the black community, uh, therapy, college, after school program, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all the things that kind of come common as options for other people. Most of the black community, that ain't nothing that you ever talked about. And the only time you saw a therapist is when you watch Frasier on UPN, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, black, the, most of the black community are not really tapped in uh, with therapy counseling. counseling. Yeah. And it's like a stigma across it yeah. that if you need that, then you are crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case because, well, it is the case because everybody's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody throwed off one in way. one. You Everybody falls on this mental spectrum mm-hmm. in one way or another. So, like you say... In the past few years, I never thought about therapy until I realized that I actually don't have no answer to the behavior that I've been, you know, exhibiting. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried about what the next step past this is because, you know, I've seen it in peers who also have. In fact, all my friends, I think, is a little bit thrown off. My girl be telling me that all the time. Um... And it's like, yeah, I think that's how I think that's how we all kind of kind of relate to each other, because because we can both listen to each other be insane <laughs> and not be like, ooh, I don't know <laughs> like, if I'm gonna hang out with that guy again. Um, but yeah, but even even therapy is something that I definitely have yeah. wanted to have, but it's like I can't afford it. I ain't got no insurance. Right. It's so many steps. Is so many steps to something that seems like is a much needed tool for a lot of society right now. How do you know that it's so many steps? I just think uh, not having insurance is probably the worst thing because then I got to pay like what is a lot of money. I mean, somebody might charge you fifty to sixty dollars, mm-hmm. but that that fifty to sixty dollars, if it's gonna help your life mm-hmm. in the long run. Then was it really that much? Money? No, no, and that's very doable. Yeah. I guess I haven't looked far into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but um, even with this, like I know you talking about what y'all want to do next with this, but you don't have to get therapy when things are going bad. You know what I'm saying? You can get them when they're going well, 
I have a therapist, you know, I'm doing well right now, mm -hmm. but I want to stay on top. You know, I want to keep getting better because yeah. that's the that's the goal of a therapist to help you be better. Yeah. So whether you, you're a zero or a 10, they want to help you get to 25, 30, 100. If you're at 80, you know what I mean? They can help you get to a thousand. Who knows? But it's just to get better. So, so also, are you saying that there's a misconception that therapy is only a tool for you when things are bad. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, it sh it should just be a tool in general. Yep, you can you you talk to your friends when things are well. Right. You know? Exactly. So every now every now and then we don't have that person that we want to talk to, where they're going to give us what we need. You know, what I mean, they're going to help us figure out a problem. You know, to answer that we need solved or answered. And that therapist or that mental health professional can help you be that part or help you become better. And I don't know, is this a fair statement or not, but uh, things going too well in your life can be a part of, <laughs> yeah. of mental health and can yeah. cause you to be thinking or looking through life through a skewed lens. True. You know, True. so it might be good to talk to somebody. And then they tell you like, hey, so you know yeah, that last, yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, know? right, because um, everybody's definition of doing well is different. True. Um, so it's all, you know, it's all relative. Yeah, yeah, right. So I, I never even thought of that. Like you said, I just thought that that was just for if things are going bad, that's when you call up the therapist. Uh -huh. It's like, uh -huh. but another thing I've realized recently in life with getting older, I'll be the big three, five this year. Me too. Um, whew. October 12th. Right. Good, good grief. Um, <laughs> life, so much of life reminds me that life is all about balance. Yeah. And in fact, there is no part of life that doesn't, that doesn't have balance applied to it. And the way you fly off the rails in life is you don't have, you know, you yeah. let that balance teeter to one way or another. Right. Um, it's like you say, even with having a therapist, you still have to keep that mental balance mm -hmm. because you don't want to wait until you you teeter too far this way right. and then start trying to figure it out. Right. Um, you can kind of already have it figured out a little bit when, when you get to that bridge. Mm -hmm. that so yeah, balance is a huge thing in life that comes with drinking, that comes with relationships, that comes with drive, you know, liking call. Literally, I, I, I try to think every day, what is one thing in life where balance isn't like a huge factor? And it's everything. Everything. It's it's everything. Yep. It's with the atmosphere. It's with plants. Yep. It's with water. I mean, pH, I, yeah. right. <laughs> it, it, that is a huge constant in life mm -hmm. is balance. And it, so. again, it starts in the mind, man. Mm -hmm. And if your your mind is balanced, then your body is balanced. And if mm -hmm. your body is balanced or your body is healthy, then your mind is healthy. Like mm -hmm. they, the two have to work together. You know, you can't be super strong out here, but. You know, your life stupid. is horrible when you go home, you know. Right, or you know, you you can't have, t you can't be super rich and then be like a terrible person, right. because like that money ain't gonna. Well, you know, money can buy a lot, a, a lot, but money can't keep you from being miserable. No, it can't. I know a lot of people who are loaded, hey. and they and their lives are miserable. Mm -hmm. They don't have any friends. Mm -hmm. They don't have a husband. They don't have. You know, they just have them and their stuff. Yeah. And that's all you ever see them with. Them, their stuff, and then their misery is all they ever project. Yeah, and they're stuck. And it's like, 
Oh, like that's a that's an example of an unbalanced life. Absolutely. But like you said before, they may feel like things are going well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of money or a lot of things or a lot of accomplishments or a lot of degrees or a lot of being full of yourself may delude you into thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm like, doing good. That, that could come from what other people have told you you need to do. But you still haven't been happy because you've been doing things for other people versus yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even at that 30-year-old who has gotten all the degrees, got the family, but they're still not happy because like, what are they missing? You know. And so by them not figuring it out, they're going to continue to be miserable. Yeah, outside looking in, you have the best life I know. Yeah. You know? But the people on the inside are like, wow. He's a bad husband. He's a horrible father. He beats me. You know what I mean? But on paper and, you know, on Instagram, he's a perfect person, you know? So. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get off the balance rant in a second. But, um, like, when people choose lives of uh, kind of like fast money, crime, whatever, uh, basically, you're making decision of saying, like, Give me all the fun and entertainment on the front end. And then whatever happens on the back end is either just going to be death or jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like a crazy example of just like you could position your life to ha- however unbalanced way you want to. But the correction is always coming. Yeah, it, It's always coming. You're not finna ride no way forever. Ever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I use that a lot. To, I won't say balance no more after this. <laughs> That's a way that I've been like keeping myself uh, leveled okay. is um is recognizing like, hey man, if if you do this, this is the back end consequence. Mm-hmm. Or if you just take a step back and breathe and just and try to approach this differently in a more level way, then you won't have it, you know, you won't be pissed off for three days right. over nothing. Or, right. you you know, you'll be able to address this thing and move on from it. But, you, or you can just fly off the handle. Yeah. But the correction and the back end of that is, that person might not like you. Your yeah. girl might not talk to you in the mold. Your, your mama might not love you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but then are you, are you truly happy with yourself? You know, after you've made all those mistakes and you told yourself, I shouldn't be doing that. I probably shouldn't have did that. Yeah. I probably shouldn't make that purchase. And mm-hmm. you do it anyway. Are you truly happy with yourself? And so you hold on to that burden. You yeah. Know, until you can finally forgive yourself for the things that you've done mm-hmm. in your past. And that's how you heal and that's how you get better. So let me ask you this. Um, Say balance one more time first. New balance. balance. Shout out to my new balance slippers. Okay. Don't step on the keyboard. Oh! <laughs> Um, mental health has recently become a huge topic. Um, a lot more light's been shined on it recently than, than I'd say in the past. Do you think that just the term mental health is thrown around loosely? And do you think that some people actually just are not responsible people who, who will tell you, oh, I can't get X, Y, Z done with my life because of my mental health? Um, or is it even, is it insensitive to accuse people of that? 
I just feel like it's real easy for that. Like I said, I don't want to put that as a blanket on my life. I feel like I have certain aspects of mental health that I need to do better at. Mm -hmm. But I think um, it's also really easy for people who don't want to, like you say, don't want to acknowledge their problems to just be like, oh, well, I have mental health problems. So that's why I don't want to do X, Y, Z. And really, it just seems like you just aren't responsible. Gotcha. And they have nothing to do with it. Um, I feel like a lot of people do self-diagnose themselves um, based off maybe something that they've read online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think that you know mental health is being thrown around like recklessly because you know everybody has a story. You know what I mean? So if the person isn't living their best life, then why? You know yeah. what happened in the past that has. You know, throwing them off because I feel like we all start off with some type of eagerness to be successful and do well, you know, but uh, life challenges have, have, you know, created this person yeah. and this is who we get now, you know. So, no, I don't think that, you know, everybody's just throwing it out there, even like with Simone Biles, you mm-hmm. know, the Olympics, like she said she needed a mental health break. Right. Like, you know, I, she's on top of the world. She's I the definitely best, believe. So, know? like, a case like that, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, a case like Summer Walker saying she can't perform at a concert due to mental health problems. Just like, ah. But if her head isn't right, you know what I mean? Like, It's going to be a whack concert. Yeah she's, yeah, she's physically there, but she's not mentally there. Yeah. So what challenges is she, is she dealing with, you know, in order to, so she can be her best? Because right. that's who you want. That's who you want to pay for. Yeah. You know, you want the best Summer Walker, but if uh, Spring Walker there, you know, Fall <laughs> Walker, you know what I mean? Like, then... Oh, man, I paid all this money or for Or fall it. stumbler. Yeah, like, Cause she's drunk. she not herself. Yeah, you know, you ain't seen people fall off stage so many times. Right. You know, like, they not, they not there. Yeah. yeah. And froze in front of a crowd. I think... I, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think uh, maybe people can throw around, or like you say, they self-diagnose, or they'll say, well, instead of saying, I'm sad or I'm going through it right now, they'll say, oh, I'm depressed, yeah. when there's really a difference between yeah. these things. Um I, I, I do see what you mean about folks saying, uh, folks just throwing it around loosely. Um, but I still think at the same time, whether you actually have a mental health issue or not, you know, you still have a responsibility to that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you have a responsibility to your, you know, just because you have, just because you're depressed or you're bipolar, you, you know, you still have your responsibilities as an adult mm-hmm. to, you know, to carry out every day. So mm-hmm. that's not a, you can't use that as a crutch to, you know, not take a, I mean, you know, you can't be depressed and not want to take showers for some time. So I'm not going. I'm not going to say, hey, you know. But you need to do that. You need to take responsibility for yourself and get up and get your ass in the shower and get up and eat something. Like that's something I struggle with. I'm I'm going through it. I don't eat nothing, and I have to tell myself, get your ass up, go to the kitchen, get some, put some food in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just have to take care. You have to take responsibility for yourself one way or another. Absolutely, and I think what, where responsibility comes from, you know, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. If you like you said. Oh, I, I got depression, or I'm feeling anxious, or like people like like stuff in order. Oh, I'm OCD. No, you're not. Yeah. You know I mean? Or oh, I got PTSD because yeah. my dog died. Like, right. No, like, nah, that's, that's it's not the same. Yeah. Like, it's like because if that's the case, everybody has PTSD. Right. That's 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 like it's like, <laughs> hey, so what, what are you talking about? Right. Come on. But also, don't write off what they're saying. Never. They just don't. Yeah. They don't know the, how the terminology is right. Off. Right. I think that's fair. That's a lot more fair than just saying someone's just 
running to that as an excuse. Right. It's just the terminology is off. It's a difference between temporary sadness and depression. True. It's a difference between, you know, a counselor or a therapist. It's this between what's the difference between psychologists and and psychiatrists? Okay. And, and what's the difference between MD and PhD? Is that what you should ask? No, I was going to ask about the difference between psychology and psychiatrists and the difference between psycholo- psychologists and therapists. And ca- or okay, how, yeah. yeah. Answer that, that question. <laughs> Answer that one. Cool. Um, so a psychologist is someone who has um, doctorate level in okay. sound, psychology or counseling. Okay. And that's PhD? No, PhD just means that um, this person uh, got the degree for like more research. Okay. You know, then like a PsyD is like more like the medical part, I believe. Okay. A psychiatrist, um, the difference in them is that they can prescribe medication. Oh, okay. Yeah. They practice medicine. They are, <laughs> they practice medicine, psychiatrists. Right. Psychologist is just a medical doctor. No, nah, a medical doctor is like MD. MD. Yeah, so a PsyD is more like a psychologist, but at a doctorate level. Okay, okay yeah. I got you. Okay. So a doctor of the mind. Basically, okay. yeah. And then a psychiatrist is the healer of the mind. Right. They'll talk yes. to you as well, not for as long, but they'll talk to you and they figure out what we need to do to and so this medication may help mm-hmm. with those symptoms. Okay. They're a lot more dry too. Like they're not they're, they're real straightforward about yeah. what they're trying to do to you because I recently had a been to a psychiatrist well, talk to a psychiatrist and it, the guy's just reading off a clipboard like like your regular doctor would be mm-hmm. like okay do you have a headache today do you have this today like he's asking me the same questions when was the last time you felt this way when was the last time you know and he's like okay i'm going to prescribe you this kind of medicine yeah. and you know you go and pick the shit up at the <laughs> but he's not going to try and dive into how you feel no, or why you feel yeah, yeah. It's just like okay, you kind of, you kind of feel like he was like, damn, bro, you was going, you're not gonna warm me up first before. You. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll check with you next time. And then, um, well, I think um, obviously amongst the young community and amongst really across the board, not just the black community, everybody going through it right now, particularly li- living in a pandemic. Coming off of probably the most uh, dramatic and intense racial tensions we've seen yeah, in a long time, yeah. maybe ever, and maybe in our lifetime. Yeah, you know, we lifetime. we we didn't see the folks getting sprayed down mm-hmm. in the '50s, but I mean, it was one-sided. It, then, though, like it seems like it's, it seems like America right now, with all of the bullshit that's attached with this country and the way it's being run. Um, it seems like it's just a melting pot of mental, mm-hmm. a mental health crisis, yeah. just melting pot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's not an issue that it just recently came up, but it's just so overlooked. You hear about things and these different events that go on in the news. Um and people don't really attribute that to cases where it should, where that should be highlighted. Right. Um, it's easier to just paint a picture of somebody just being a straight criminal. Yeah. Then you you look into the story and see that they're schizophrenic and yeah. have been since they were twenty, right. and then you actually get get it. Yeah. Um, After the fact. Yeah. I don't want to get too uh, into the weeds, but like I think media contributes to a lot of mental health issues in the country. Absolutely. Um, whether you 
are aware of it or not. Um, it's designed really to have you more alert and frightened and concerned about something mm -hmm. than to just straight up tell you exactly what's happening. Right. It's more set up to where you're like, oh, I got to get back to that news channel and got to figure out what that's what happened it's there. Like a drug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're addicted to so it's just so many layers just subconsciously that I think just eats away at people. Right. And then you wake up one day and you realize you ain't doing so well. Right. Because you don't have a compound of just personal life things, right. subconscious things. You hate your you hate your boss. You might hate your wife. Uh you so many layers of things can factor and build up and then one day you just wake up and you've had enough. Yeah. Um so I wish that that was something that was a lot more addressed. I wish there was a lot more programs for, uh, un, you know, low-class families, underprivileged families. Um, school should have funding for the troubled kids in their respective uh, school. You know, like, it, 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 basically, there's there's got to be a step past Drew, right? Right. Uh, even in a kid, right. but you know that's not there. Either your parents got have the insurance or the money funds for you to do that or not. Right. And uh, that's another thing that's troubling about the country now. And it's just like we just live in a pay-to-play country. It, everything's pay-to-play, mm -hmm. and even things essential like healthcare <laughs> or being able to reach out to a, a, a medical uh, a therapist. Or mm -hmm. it's like, hey, man. You either got the money or you don't, and I don't know. Yeah, not to cut you off, but the resources are, are there. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on your insurance, you know, a lot of these, you know, families you know, have uh, Amerigroup, Peach State, mm -hmm. you know, for their kids especially, and the, and the parents most times can get on the insurance as well. Um, you don't always have to have, like, a really good job to have good insurance, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, just depending on the type of insurance that you have, you can get the services so kids can qualify up to a certain age yeah. like i guess to like 18 More to like be able to yeah. um unless they stay on their parents insurance but yeah. yeah um they still can have their own and so um again like those resources are there man uh, even in the school system mm -hmm. uh, they're starting to implement a uh, school-based therapist you know so not just a school counselor now you have therapists in the building so that's the next step uh, yeah that's okay. what they're doing now cool. Um, cool. They, they've been doing that for a few years now especially in cobb county i know um they're starting in douglas where i'm at and you know the surrounding counties but they're they're putting this um social emotional um you know ahead of a lot of things like that you know that they didn't have before mm -hmm. so it's it's coming it's, you know okay it's coming, it's what you got to experience yeah, yeah, yeah it's right coming it's coming you know and parents you know if they feel like their you know child is you know have some issues they can speak with the counselor but because we're counselors in the school system we're not therapists yeah. so we can't act as the therapist we can't meet with them once a week and you know things like that so then we refer you know to, to all these different companies that we're you know familiar with so that that child can get some help you know and you know myself and my other counselor we like to, um, you know, have a follow-up with the parent. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I know, he's, you know the boy got sent home for this reason. And, you know, we're trying to see if you followed up with, you know, get him in, um, getting him evaluated, getting yeah. her evaluated because this is a real thing. You know, right. We can't, we can't play around with this based off of what they said, you know. And we don't want them walk around the building, you know, sad and depressed and, 
nobody nobody cares you know i told someone and they didn't do anything right. i still didn't get any help so you know we want to make sure that you know in, in in the world that we live in they can they can receive that they have that that option well that's good to know and you know if you're a parent out there um that may you know have some uh struggles with with your kid and don't know what to do there's those resources you can look into it you can go talk to your school counselor or talk mm -hmm. to who you know the administrator whoever who would be the appropriate person to talk uh, to more than likely the counselor counselor yeah. or a school social worker um they're the go-to in the building to, mm -hmm. as far as those resources are concerned yeah um you talk about trauma and uh things that you may have suffered younger um that may subconsciously cause you to have the mental issues you have um growing up in the hood growing up on boulevard um my peers first of all like i i'm a part of the lottery i hit the lottery in the hood because i don't okay. live there no more because okay. i drive up and down boulevard very frequently it's just right up the street and I see a lot of familiar faces mm. still in the hood. Gotcha. And that's all anybody ever told me is like, no matter what, do not be here when you fucking 20, 30, whatever. Right. Um, but the point of me bringing this up uh, is, uh, you know, I I saw a lot of things young that a young man, a young teenager, 12, whatever, shouldn't see. I've done a lot of things that like a young teenager should be into. Um and I've seen my peers who also suffered through some like family losses, like either they lost their mom or they lost their grandma mm -hmm. and like that derailed them. Like, so let's say, let's say the time frame I'm talking is like 2003. Okay. Um, I've watched my peers get derailed at such a young age from just one traumatic thing, or maybe that was the needle. That was the camel that broke the, I be butchering every mm -hmm. fucking phrase I try to say on this show. Strawed broke the camel's back. it broke the yeah, camel's you, back. You talking about some needles. <laughs> so then, you know, I, I see that, and then I ride up the street, and I see these same people in the same trauma. I mean, it's just, the la it's just layered now. Yeah. It's like, and it's sad for me to know what birthed, it's like I saw you go from normal kid, normal 14-year-old yeah. to completely yeah. just dark. Right. And then you still see people, you see people 17 years later and they're still in that place. Yeah. And it's because they didn't have no one to reach out to. Uh, you know, if you live with your grandma and your grandma then dies and then you live just on the street, you know, you in the streets in the first place. It's like shit. I guess you just belong to the streets at that point. And unfortunately, that's the fate for a lot of uh, young, un underprivileged uh, kids. And it's also really easy to just paint them out to be future criminals, mischievous, you know, hoodlums, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is truly a result of uh, poverty, poverty, lack of resources not having anybody to properly diagnose, treat, talk to, no mentor, no dad. Mm. I mean, a lot of those things are common, more common than not amongst uh, Americans, black and white. Right. I can only re I can only relate to, you know, the black community. Right. Um, but it's real easy to just say like, oh, yeah, these kids be bad as hell. It's just like, well, what about the, you know. Don't let the parents off the hook because you it can't. It starts at home. Dad. Yeah, right. Um, Don't let you, the parents off the hook. Bro. Right, because 
a kid will act exactly how the fuck a kid's supposed to act. Every, every day. So don't tell me how your four-year-old is just bad. Right. No, your four-year-old is four. Right. Are you a good, are you effective parent? Right. Because unfortunately, your kids are most, in most cases, are a direct reflection Probably. of you yeah. and, and your parenting and your decision-making on how you chose to raise someone. Right. Now, not in all cases, because some people are just bad parents in general and they kid and their kids end up being the president. You know what I'm saying? Or end up being like overcoming the odds. Right. But in most cases, um, you know, and I, I, I hate to see a whole generation of kids come up from just terrible parenting. Yeah. Um so I, I you know, I guess the point of that little mini rant there was Growing up in Boulevard, I've seen a lot of my peers get derailed so early and they're still there. Yeah. And, it, and it's because of them factors. Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to drive by this dude and be like, well, that guy fucked his life up and keep riding. And it's just like, you just don't know. Everybody's got a story. Right. Everybody's got reasons of why they are under a bridge or can't get off drugs or can't stop drinking or can't stop having babies or can't stop, you know. Whatever is the like leading irresponsible like factor in your life, yeah. or, or uh, you know, unproductive factor in your life, right. it's a reason how you got there. True. You know, not to make excuses. Some people just don't want to fix their life. Yeah. Some people have all the opportunities in the world, all the resources, and they still end up. You know, I have got some of my white peers who. We're born with it all. Yeah. And you could drive right by them too on the streets. Yeah. So Yeah, you can't, you can't get out of addiction, my man. Right. Like, hey, drugs are mind altering. Yeah. So they can, you know, affect the psyche in so many different ways that mm-hmm. we don't even truly understand. And so like those same gentlemen that you speak of that are walking on boulevard, like that addiction caught them at times because they they had everything going on but they mm-hmm. got introduced to the wrong thing right you know I mean? the wrong but coping mechanism exactly even to your statement earlier with folks living with their grandparent like well you know of course grandma go to bed at seven o'clock so i you know grandma can't keep up with me yeah so why <laughs> but why but why is he with grandma is it an irresponsible parent more yeah, than likely more than likely it is you know and so you know you can't always go back because even in family counseling, it's always good to know the, the parent's history. You know, mm-hmm. as we're working with the kid, but it's also good to work with the parent to know what the parent's history is. And so, why do you parent like this? Why do you talk to your child like this? Why are you yelling at him? Why right. are you calling him stupid? Right. So, let's go back to your past. Who called you stupid? You know what yeah. I mean? Who raised you like that? It seems like there's a very aggressive and lost new new youngins coming up yeah and it's just like man how how does this happen i don't see it as being aggressive and lost i see you have some that might be you know down that line but i see a lot of confidence you know yeah. and they're not afraid you know how we kind of once were like uh, you know the white man and so like that this generation now just isn't afraid because they've lived you know They've never seen a cell phone with buttons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the way they're being brought up and the things that they're being int- introduced to are totally different than what we've experienced. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they don't have any reason, you know what I mean? Or their parents didn't tell them, watch out for this and watch out for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and of course, you got young parents now, you know what I mean, that are 
our age, you know, with, with 15 and 16 year olds, you know, like, so, like, they, they're just doing their best, you know, yeah. they're doing their best with, with, the, with the tools that they have and, you know, the things that they've been given. Because that same 35 year old with a 15 year old was probably raised by their grandparent. You know what I mean? And grandparents don't understand kids mm, at all. You know what I mean? No. Because it's, the generation is just too different. Yeah. You know, it's a gap. So, you know, if we can truly close that gap, man, and, you know, find ways to, uh, help those who who truly want the help, you know, when they're ready. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we talked about it before. And that every therapist isn't the best therapist for this individual. Yeah. So if you can figure that out, you know, before like you say it gets too late, by finding that right person that's for you that you'll listen to. Because oftentimes, you know, we're all saying the same thing to somebody, but you don't hear it, don't hear it until way. you hear it from somebody else. Right. You know. So you gotta find that person. That is going that you're going to listen to and that you can hear it from someone you trust. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, this was a uh, one of the more intelligent conversations we've had on the show. Um, shout out to Fort Valley. Yeah, shout out to Fort Valley. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. I, I only spent, yeah, I only spent a brief two semesters down in uh, Fort Valley, but it was very fun because I got to like I was telling TJ. Uh, I got to meet some of my favorite people, yeah. and it's kind of coming around full circle because now I'm hitting folks back up, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, like I ain't seen you in a minute. Come record a podcast." Yeah. <laughs> yeah you so never know. Uh, everybody got something to say. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and to piggyback off the last thing you said, um, one thing I always have to be mindful for is, like I said, you don't know people's backstory, mm-hmm. you don't know what's in people's heads. You don't know what caused people to get to whatever point they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lot. It's very easy to just be like, bro, crazy or bro, throw it off. And just be mindful that like people have their own individual stuff going on. Everybody's got their own story, including yourself. And uh, try to be more considerate and kind when someone actually is displaying some behavior that might be a little bit weird or sketchy right. and you, you know right different from what their norm is mm-hmm. you know? don't just take it as like a red well it is a red flag yeah. but don't let that red flag just deter you from possibly being like a helping hand don't, to somebody don't ignore it don't, um, don't ignore it man and i've learned a lot just in this past how long have we been rolling an hour yeah almost an hour. yeah i've learned a lot just in this hour talking to you Good. um I want to be able to apply some of the things we talked about. He, and he accepts cash, check, PayPal, Venmo, and Visa. <laughs> yeah, talking about me, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I want to be able to apply a lot of this stuff to my life, and I hope that other people who are watching can, uh, you know, we didn't dive too deep specifically into any of the things. It was kind of a broad mental health mm-hmm. topic, but if that's something you also uh, struggle with, you can hit Drew up. You can hit Google up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like I told you before, I hadn't even looked into it. I just yeah. assumed that I'm out of the mix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, my frame of what a psych- psychologist is, is you sitting on the couch in some on the 45th floor of some, you know, whatever. Like, I, I just already have, like, my framework of what I thought it was. But yeah. all you have to do is just look into it. Yeah, and then you can then you can say, okay. I can do this or yeah. not. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of practitioners are um, doing telehealth where, you know, we're on a computer, 
um, you know, quiet place. It's going to be confidential. Make sure it's um, HIPAA approved um, as far as the software that, that we use. I use Simple Practice and I still use, but it's still telehealth. Um, so I meet with my clients, you know, virtually. And we're still still the same session, so you don't have to be in their face. Um, you know, another resource is uh, the EAP, uh, which is the Employee Assistance Program. Um, that your company, most people's companies, um, have this program to where they can receive uh, their, their employees can receive uh, therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so in my county, um, they give us three free sessions with a therapist. Um, I've seen where you can get eight sessions. I've seen where you can get sixteen sessions. You know, and you use it how you want to use it. You know, if you get 12, you use once a month, you know, every, and it just rolls over next year. So every year you have free sessions, you know, somebody's paying it, of course, but you're not coming out of pocket. So again, the resources are out there. I mean, we just have to be, you know, uh, diligent about uh, looking for, you know, looking for and seeking the help that we need um, because we all can't do it on our own. You know, we, we want to, uh, we want to be better. We want to feel better. Uh, but we don't always know where to go. Um, and so the goal isn't to just get over it. You know, like we were, you know, we were raised and your mom say, you hurt, we'll just get over it. Or yeah. you'll be all right. You know, right. no, acknowledge my feelings. You know, uh, I'm, I'm hurt. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. You know, like I can't put it into words, but this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. So, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, learn to listen, learn to listen to our, our friends, our families, even with my dad, you know, him owning a barbershop and, you know, him being, you know, the man in there. Um, he's telling the guys, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And they brush it off because, you know, that's Ron, man. He all right, man. You know, right. it, it, that's big brother to us, mm -hmm. you know. So um, they didn't, they didn't, you know, acknowledge the signs. They didn't pay attention to the signs, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, it, that was the end result, you know, because, you know, nobody reached out to him, you know, so. I don't want that to happen to anybody else. So I'm definitely going to speak up and um, let it be known I'm here to help. Well, I think it's great what you're doing. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, you want to tell the people where they can find you, your website, all, uh, all that good stuff? Uh, again, I'm, uh, I'm on Psychology Today. Uh, my name is Andrew Gordon, uh, LPC. I'm also on Black Thera or Therapy for Black Men. Um, you can just look by the city of Atlanta. You know, and uh, my picture should pop up. Um, I don't have a website. I am. I just got on Instagram. Uh, it's called underscore underscore be the bridge. B e t h e b r i d g e be the bridge. So underscore be the bridge underscore. I believe. Shout out. To, you know, shout we'll put it up. up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it'll be right under there. there. Yep. Um, so yeah, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Seriously. Appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. Um, this. Like I said, this adds a nice, intelligent balance to the show. Um, of course, you know where to find me and Joe. Um, again, if you're still watching at this point, thank you so much. This is a thing that we just going to keep rolling out. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, We're going to keep improving. Um, shout out to Joe for being a co-host. Yes, sir. Shout out for Joe for talking too. Yeah, my boy is a talker, boy, man. Yeah. Boy has some conversation points That's today. My boy is a talker, man. Yeah, you know. Finally. Today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Peace out. Peace. Thank y'all.